And it's Corey, and I'm back, and I'm on another podcast, but I have Sahar with me. Hi, everyone. And we're doing something new. This is a new podcast. Um, some of you may know Sahar and I, we regularly co-host together on Ladies First, and there's something we both have in common. We're both well, Muslim. Okay. There's a lot of things we have in common, but that one being that we're both Muslim. And, you know, some of you who listen to Ladies First have noticed that we tend to talk about that on the episodes we do. And we kind of wanted to have another avenue to explore that more in depth. Um, Ladies First, we're a little bit limited to just women loving women characters, mainly Adina from the bold type. And... There's a lot more out there about being Muslim and in Islam in general, especially in the media, to talk about. Yeah, I mean, there's so much. And I think a lot of times with Ladies First, we just stick to TV and movies. But there's books and music and just all sorts of pop culture genres and to adventure through. Yeah, on the fundamentals, we kind of explore all of media. So we kind of wanted our own little space to explore muslims and you know islam in all of media so welcome to that's haram and i forgot my that's haram button because i have them on batteries but i will and we will have it for the rest of our future episodes so it'll happen i promise first episode out of the gate (laughs) (laughs) i keep forgetting to get the dang batteries because i don't have them in my house so i always have to like go to the store and it just just hasn't happened i apologize i'm gonna gonna put a a reminder for you on this Yes, I'm putting it on my phone right now. We can't have a That's Haram show without a That's Haram button. It's just like the easy button, except the easy button doesn't say easy, which is sad, but not the point. The point is, it says That's Haram in my voice, in my very like indignant That's Haram sounding voice. So it'll be here starting next time. Yeah, you'll just have to provide the That's Haram for us this week, like yes. on the fly. Anyways, though, this is just kind of like an opening salvo of an episode for this new series that we're doing. It's going to be monthly, so we'll have one episode a month, um, just because we have a lot of other (laughs) things we have to do. But we really wanted to kind of explore, you know, Muslim representation and how Islam is represented in the media. And today we're just kind of doing a general overview of things we like or maybe a few things we don't like uh next episode we're actually going to get into the nitty-gritty and that one's going to be fun because our second episode ever we're going to be talking hijab yep we're doing hijab once and then we're not talking about it ever again unless something ridiculous happens in a tv show because it's not all about hijab bacon and terrorism y'all even though it seems like it no it's bacon hijab terrorism that's how we coined it in that other episode sorry sorry i forget you know what Exactly, though. This is why this is why we're having that's wrong, so we can talk about it all the time. Yes, but we are going to have some episodes that are pretty uh, specific about certain topics. Um, you know, hijab, another episode we're probably going to be talking about, like, um, I particular, I'm a revert, so we'll talk about, especially, like, there's a lack of positive revert <laughs> representation oh, yeah. in media, like... <laughs> Oh, there's Patriots Day, and I don't really, um, <clears throat> that's not something I want people being yeah. like, oh, okay. So, yeah. you know, also we'll probably touch on the whole halal and haram bits as well. But 
other things we want to talk about, you know, like we have certain characters that we really like. Um, I know Sahara said before we could probably spend an entire episode just talking about um, Adina from the bold type, but we kind of think we've done that enough in Ladies First. Yeah, we probably will only be talking about Adina again in the hijab episode briefly, and then we'll move on because there's other you know what I love Adina, but there's so many other characters on this planet. And be prepared, though, we are probably going to have an entire episode just on Yasmin Khan from Doctor Who. Yes, because she's incredible, and I, being a complete Doctor Who newbie, am in love and am just so excited about her. And I'm just going to stop now because otherwise we'll end up doing that episode now. But soon, soon come. We we want to make sure the series is done. We want to get, you know, the New Year's special, everything, because we are recording this a little bit before it's going to (laughs) air. Right, exactly. So we can't just quite yet get there, but. But we did kind of want to just give an overview of. Maybe some Muslim characters you aren't aware of. Uh, I know we've talked about before when we you think about Muslim representation in media, a lot of people have that stereotype of either the oppressed woman or a terrorist. Right. And especially because, I mean, honestly, the wealth of characters, for lack of a better phrase, has only really been the last few years. Um, it has been that... Muslim characters and you know anyone remembers that black Muslims exist that they're always the terrorists or like the bad guys in the crime shows and so we're finally getting characters who have fully realized lives whether they were hijab or not and are getting to do many things in the shows instead of just being there as like a stock here's our random you know quotient that we're filling for like our religious diversity credit or whatever so it's Mm -hmm. nice to actually have characters to talk about when it comes to TV and even movies Right, I mean, one of those is, like we just said, Yasmin Khan. Um, Really briefly, she's one of the Doctor's friends on Doctor Who. She's also a police officer. Uh, She's Pakistani. Her grandmother came over after the partition um, Mm -hmm. of India and wound up in Sheffield in the United Kingdom. And I'm trying to really hard not go too far into that. But she's a character both of us really like. Um, another one is Zari on yes. Legends, of, Legends Tomorrow. of Tomorrow. And, okay, if you had asked me a couple years ago where I thought one of the best Muslim characters was, it would not have been Legends of Tomorrow. So here we are in 2018, and I'm loving her, and I love everything that the writers are doing with her. And it's just really exciting to see also the fact that there's a Muslim actress playing her, which is great. Talashe is awesome. Um it's just really nice to see that you can have fully rounded characters without it having to be some kind of stereotype of either the super, and we'll talk about this too in the next episode, super like, st- I don't even know how to describe it, like the super stereotypical wears hijab, but the hijab is super frumpy, or on the other end, like, doesn't wear hijab, eats a lot of bacon, and does everything that like is stereotypically anti-Muslim, or the opposite of Muslim, if you will. So it's nice to see Zari and Yasmin and like in comics like Kamala Khan, who's awesome, Miss Marvel. Like we're starting to get more characters that are actually really different from each other, which is really fun. They're, they exist on characters just like as people, which yeah, it's not like Muslim stereotype first. It's like they're a person who is also Muslim. Yeah. Which I think, you know, for me growing up, um, I, my senior year of high school was when 9-11 happened. So my entire, like, 
finalizing coming of age and then college and everything else, that's when all the negative crap really started. Right. And, you know, anybody who was younger than me, their formative years were being, you know, inundated with these stereotypes. So we've got an entire almost generation like Gen Z or younger millennials and then... And just decade over a decade of TV that was just really not kind to uh, right. Muslims. Um, and it was either if you were a revert, then you must want to be a terrorist, or if you were born into a Muslim family, then you had an entire mile of shit you had to deal with. It was just not a great time for representation in media. And I, th- like Sahar was saying, now I think we're finally starting to hopefully move out of that and we're getting characters that are they're people, not just right. cardboard figures. Right. Well, and I think what's really interesting, so this is going to show both of our ages. I was seven when 9-11 happened, and I grew up in a Muslim family. Like, I was born and raised Muslim in the South, um, which was an adventure, for lack of a better word. And so it's definitely interesting to see that, you know, growing up, I never thought I would ever get a character who wasn't shown as someone bad. I think the only show I knew of back when I was younger was Little House on the, or Little Mosque on the Ferry, the Canadian show, which I've never actually seen, but that was it. That was the only thing I could think of because everything, like we just talked about briefly, it was always the one-off, you know, CSI, Criminal Minds, like whatever the crime show was, they're handling your one-off, like, oh, there's a bomb plot or, oh, there's some kind of like killer going around killing multiple people plot and it just happens to be the dude with the beard and it was just super frustrating and so now that we have like an actual list of at least 15 16 maybe even 20 characters um of multiple genders that are muslim and not negative representations it's mind-blowing to me well and i think in some way um it's similar to like how we used to have queer queer characters being depicted in media they were always you know right psychotic or murder victims or tragic and that was spread out over a long time or you know like native american representation is Mm -hmm. still abysmal just like trying to get people to know you exist so i mean it doesn't happen in a vacuum right um but i'm still really happy that you know and and it's you see Muslim characters of like all different ethnicities too it's not just oh they're this Middle Eastern like Arabic or Syrian or you know what I mean yeah yeah they're remembering that it's not just South Asians and Arabs though that is the predominant I mean that just happens to be what the predominant depictions will be because it's easy for writers to do that to help the audience locate unfortunately it it helps the audience locate where characters are and kind of put in a specific like uh, psychologists use like when you the schema like the schema of like where the characters are from and all of that but it's nice to finally start getting more characters for example there's a movie that just came out i haven't seen it but it's called Jin, and it's about a black woman whose mom is converting to islam and how she grapples with that and then it is um really interesting because the whole cast is black so it's it's super awesome to see that kind of representation for the first time in a very long time well and i think it's easy also um you know you've mentioned this before there's over one billion of us yeah you know like you go to southeast asia with indonesia um malaysia um right right you know on the western hemisphere um 
Latin Muslims are a very quickly growing number, or like you've talked about trying to get people to remember that black Muslims exist. Right. So it's not just this one homogenous lump. There's almost 2 billion of us now. So (laughs) we're all very different looking and we all have different ways that we live our lives. And so it's important that the characters that we see represent that because at the end of the day, white characters represent every single kind of story that you can think of, Mm -hmm. but not everyone else has had that chance. Exactly. Uh, And then you've got, um, I I remember, remember I was telling you, I saw this video on YouTube where they had uh, people trying to identify just in this lineup of a crowd who's a Muslim. Yes. Yes. Oh no. And there was one, it was a black uh, Muslim woman. She didn't wear hijab, but nobody pegged her as being a Muslim. And one of the stupidest things I saw was, how do you say Muslim? And she was like, Muslim. And the lady was like, well, you're not pronouncing it right, so you're not. And I'm like, really? What? How is that even a thing? And she didn't pronounce it wrong. Like, Muslim, Muslim, like, it's literally just the you being changed a little bit. I cannot. And that's the thing. It's what I like about what we're finally starting to see is, like, those other lived experiences of, like, yes, there are Black non-hijab-wearing women. There are black hijab-wearing women. There's all sorts of sizes and shapes and... Skin tones. Skin and... tones and all of that. It's not just what you've seen in media. Right. Well, and actually, speaking of which, I think what's really cool, for example, the best Muslim men that I've seen recently were actually in American gods and the jinn isn't even a man because jinns don't have gender, but just getting to see, you know, a Muslim man have this incredible sex scene with the jinn and then like the actual love and support that's shown in this short scene that most of the time doesn't get shown because even if you have Muslim men in TV shows, they're still they're always the terrorists or they're like these, the stoic cold or they almost yeah. make them borderline violent. Right. And, or they're like the angry dad or like can't show like love to their kids. And it's just super frustrating because that's not how most of our parents are. I mean, yes, like they're stoic Muslim dads and they're stoic Arab, like whatever, but that's not the default. And so it's frustrating that that is presented as as the default. So it was exciting to see that in American Gods and for both of the actors to be so passionate about the story and the world as realistically as possible since of course it is a fantasy novel but you know i just think that's really cool right and i I do want to mention like we talk a lot about um lady muslims but it's also super important that like uh sahara just said there are better male characters as well um because they are like they women get either terrorist or i'm oppressed and mm-hmm. men get, I'm a violent terrorist. Right. Or they both get, like, the super weirdly, especially when it comes to Arab characters, like, they're super sexualized, like, I'm going to steal your woman or I'm going to be a belly dancer. And there's just no no nuance at all to any of it. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Everyone should go see the documentary Real Bad Arabs because it's great and talks about a hundred years of this history. So we don't have to in yes. an episode. You guys should go watch it. <laughs> They've already done all the research. It's incredible. Um, 
but again, that's why it's important because when you grow up with that and especially because we've talked about on ladies first, like where I grew up, I didn't have any access to education, you know, especially Mm -hmm. when I was younger, the internet was just becoming a thing. Google and Amazon were way different. So it's hard when you're growing up and you don't have that access and all you're seeing about a person is what you see on TV and it's this horribly caricatured cardboard cutout and you never have a chance to learn any differently and then all of a sudden you're an adult and you're out in the world and you're meeting all sorts of people including Muslims and you're having this kind of cognitive dissonance of well, wait a minute, this is, you're not acting how I expected you to. Right. I am actually thinking of male Muslim characters, I can't really think of that many. And I mean, part of it is because for our last ladies' first episodes, it's just happened. Like, we've been looking up ladies, but like, I can't even think of any of the recent male characters. Well, so. um, like, okay, Temo Melikidze, he played the older terrorist brother in Patriot's Day, and then his very next role was on 24 Legacy playing the terrorist. You know, I was like, it's sad because when we say that that's a stereotype, it's because it keeps, it's hard for us to think of, you know, healthy male Muslim characters, men who aren't still kind of being shoved in that terrorist role, even if it's like, well, they're tragic terrorists now. Oh my god. No? No, that's, that's not any better. That's the wrong. That's our first that's wrong of the episode because, ah, terrible. Stop it. Yeah. But we do have, like, on Doctor Who, Yaz's dad. Right. He's yeah. cooking. He's happy his daughter has invited friends over. He's immediately like, oh, I'm going to go make food for our guests. It was amazing. And he, they were so sad that they didn't come eat because they had to deal with, oh, oh my God, so many spiders. Worst yes. ever. I can't. But anyways. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I that that is a nicer example. I mean, and I do yeah, think no, there's probably, we don't have the chance over here to watch as much media on the UK, but I think there's better okay. representation. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think, like, to be honest, sort of the future, I'm going to have to go on a go- deep Google dive rabbit hole trying to figure out who are the last few male characters. Because I think part of it might be that writers, and this is a super unsubstantiated hypothesis because I'm just spitballing here, from all of the research that we've done recently, you know, we found, we had one episode where we talked about like 10 or 11 different Muslim women from both UK and um, shows from the United States. And I'm just wondering, are writers just picking women because consciously or not, they know that having Muslim women is going to be a discussion starter, right? And at the end of the mm-hmm. day, regardless of whether or not social media means anything for ratings it definitely means something for keeping it live and on twitter and facebook and so i wonder especially when it comes to with hijab and what have you um or when we talked about how someone on twitter was like oh muslim women now are gay on tv which isn't even true but not the point we already had an episode on that you can go listen to it later (laughs) um (laughs) but when i was doing the research for that you know i didn't actually find I found one gay Muslim man, and um, he was in the show with the gay Muslim woman in the UK. Um, And, of course, now I'm forgetting the name of the show. Oh, Ackley Bridge. Um, And so now I'm thinking, 
have they just not wanted to add Muslim men? And, or the last one I can think of, I haven't seen it, Elite, the Spanish show. That one has, um, funnily enough, a gay Muslim man who also is a drug dealer because it's like high school drama, because of course, but at the point. Um, so yeah, so now I can't think of anyone else. So it'll be interesting for me to go look that up. Well, I just, like, I know there's movies where there right. have been, but it's stuff, like, from the 80s almost. It's not easy to pick up. I know there was, oh, there was a Riz Ahmed film. Yes. Like, well, the and early think... 2010s, and I can't remember what right. it's called. And even then, it's talking about fundamentalism, so it's not like... Right. Yeah, I mean, like, you've got Muhammad Ali, that Ali movie, but I don't I mean, remember if they really delved into that. <laughs> right. Well, and I'm thinking, too, like, if I can think of the recent, like, comedians that are Muslim men, like, that, whether, I mean, I understand that a lot of it is their own life, but it's still, again, the predominant depiction is we're not, like, the characters aren't super devout, or if they are, like, it's it's an interesting I don't know. It's an interesting representation of like the bacon eating Muslim. And somehow it just ends up becoming, in my opinion, this like trying to be accepted by everyone because you eat bacon, but that's not actually the case for most Muslims. So it's just a really weird thing to fixate on because again, it goes back to the whole bacon hijab terrorism bit. Like those are the three things that everyone applies to Muslims. No one eats, they don't eat bacon. They all wear hijab and clearly most of them are terrorists, which is very frustrating. Right, and, and I know the, we've talked about we're going to have an own, uh, a dedicated episode specifically for, like, if you're going to write a Muslim character, like, please right. don't do this. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, you know, we talk about there are a lot of different lived experiences for being Muslim. Like, just between the two of us, um, you wear hijab, I don't. Right. In the sense of, like, it's a headscarf. Um and it doesn't mean that either of our ways of being Muslim is more valid than the other. It's just right. everybody has a different experience. And right. I think sometimes it's you see non-Muslims taking one person not doing something that they identify as stereotypically Muslim as, oh, okay, so now there's this radical progressive movement and they don't hold to any of this, and it's like those Christians who say they're Christian in name only type of thing. Right. Which is really frustrating because are there Muslims who eat bacon? Yes, but it becomes this split. It, it ends up becoming this dichotomy of you are either super devout and do everything absolutely perfectly, and therefore you're a boring prude dud, or you don't do any of it and you're the coolest person ever, and now like that's what you're claim to like fame as a character is which is which does a disservice disservice to the characters it's still and to real focusing people. on the whole bacon hijab terrorism aspect right it only comes around, oh us... they don't eat bacon so they're super awesome and they're rebels and they're these cool edgy i'm like no you don't yeah. know this person right and you're reading... and it also go ahead well i was just gonna say it's also really weird because then people who are like especially when it comes to fanfic anyways like the writers of the fanfic are now reading into something that they don't know anything about and it shows because then when you and i or other muslims read the fanfic we're just like this is really uncomfortable and now i have no enjoyment in reading the rest of it because it throw it pulls you out of the story and we, right. we had this conversation a long time ago with the power ranger story where like 
if your parents are of a specific background, like they're gonna want to know where the heck you are. And if the writer just in a throwaway if line, the writer is like, oh, has a Muslim character <laughs> chowing down on bacon, it's going to immediately be like, "That's Ram," right? And then it's also like, <laughs> "Why?" And and like of all of the things to pick, too, like bacon and alcohol. Because there's not a hundred thousand other things that aren't also haram. Lying is haram. You know, mm-hmm. backbiting is haram. Being a gossip, like all of those things are haram. But no one ever writes stories around that. And you don't read that about Christians either, because it's also well, haram isn't a Christian term. I don't know, forbidden, a sin. You get a the sin. point. It's like, sinful. Yeah, sinful. It's, it's sinful in Christianity too. But like, no one writes that story because, like, why would they? That's not how we talk about Christianity in this country. And so it's just really annoying because then I'm like, I just wanted to read this cool story about Yaz hanging out with the doctor. And instead, you know, I'm confused as to what the heck's happening. And then also, originally what my point was, is the writers are now based off of, what, six episodes? Deciding how devout or not devout Yaz and her family are just because they don't wear hijab and we haven't seen her pray. Eight episodes so far. Yeah, eight. So we haven't even seen them. We haven't seen any of the characters. We're going so far into Doctor Who again. We need to pull this back. Uh, uh, well, another though, um, Zari, <clears throat> the right. Legends of the yeah. Fall. Um, Legends of the Who? Wow. <laughs> that is a deep cut from my childhood. Uh, no, That's not really the Brad Pitt movie, Legends of Tomorrow. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, Remember last season where Amaya thought that, oh, I didn't mean to interrupt your prayers, and Zari's just like, I'm just Dude. looking for whatever. Yeah, my earring, and it was incredible and great. But at the same time, like, she she doesn't ignore that she's a Muslim. Um, you know, we never see her eat haram foods, but she still right. enjoys, like, there is a sneak peek for an episode coming up where she's eating sugar that's essentially like diabetes in a spoon and she's absolutely enjoying it and she's not you know like there's no obsessing over bacon there's no obsessing over any of this other stuff we talk about and she's just she's her own person and she kicks butt and she's still a compassionate character i mean she's very sarcastic she's very dry but you also see when it comes to characters that the other team members would be sooner to write off she shows far more compassion than like maybe sarah would or right you know like ray well, obviously is positioned at the heart of the team but she's right. normally one of the ones who comes around far quicker because she you know she, she i don't know that she hides but she has this very dry sarcastic outer shell but you see again and again moments of her being compassionate well, and I think, so, okay, I originally wanted to talk a lot more about her in the second episode, but we're going to talk about her today, too. I really appreciate her because her specific existence as a character is based around the fact that the world that she comes from, you cannot be outwardly religious. Mm-hmm. You know, it's illegal, same with being a superhero. So for her to still be holding her faith so importantly, where a lot of people in my world, when I was younger, after 9-11, because of the fear that Muslims felt, we a lot of people I know did take their hijabs off. Like a lot of the aunties were like, we don't know what to do. We don't want to be attacked in the street. But in the show, to show her as still holding on to her faith, knowing how how terrible it could be if she got caught in the future. I mean, now she's mm-hmm. in, in the current timeline and all of that. But what's really awesome about that then is like 
last season we got the Ramadan episode where she's fasting and I love her relationship with Mick because Mick is the resident asshole but he actually really gets along with like, constantly pushes her buttons as the foil and she to pushes back her. like there right. was that episode where he called her a bitch and <laughs> oh she God. just blasted so him across the room right and I really appreciate that they use him as the foil because he even makes the like bacon joke and he's like are you Jewish he's being on purpose, like, obtuse. He knows that she's Muslim. He's, she's explained this. But it's great because then there's that moment of solidarity, too, between Zari and, he, and any of the Jewish characters in the context of, like, neither of them, if they're, like, super devout or even just practicing whatever you want to call it, um, one day we're going to need to define that in some kind of spectrum, so it's easier yes. to explain. But, um, you know, like, that solidarity of, like, well, Jewish characters also wouldn't be eating, you know, the mm-hmm. bacon. Or this last episode, when it ends with, like, them kind of, like, having a little go-away party for Nate, um, she has a glass of water, which I love because it's just thoughtful for one, like she's not gonna be drinking any of the alcohol, and two, like she just always is snacking on food, which is very much like I am. And then three, like remembering, oh, well, she's a Muslim character, why would she be drinking alcohol? So right. it's important that they think about that. And it also helps that she's Muslim in real life, like Tala is Muslim. So clearly there's that conversation between her and the writers to make sure that they keep getting it right but I just love that we've gotten to see that little prayer moment and she's had different moments about her faith um and then even when she in the uh present time when they go to see her mom or whatever and her mom's wearing hijab and she talks about you know I wish I could go over there and tell her right now that all the work that she did to become a citizen of this country like it's going to betray her so it's interesting too like thinking about sorry growing up Muslim and like seeing her mom wear hijab and probably like all of that, but then as the future gets worse. So it's nice to have that character instead of the, uh, I know know we said we were going to talk about Adina, but I'm going to do it for like two seconds. (laughs) Having her be be the lesbian Muslim because it's going to cause discourse. And then after having the first season being like, well, we did our public service announcement. So she's just going to be in the corner over here. We're going to try to make everything better about Cat's race, but actually make it worse. And then, mind you, we're going to have, like, two episodes where we talk about her experiences as a character, and then she's just going to, like, stop wearing her job. And we just won't know why. Like, there will be, like, artificially created situations where, like, her job just isn't there because it's just easier for the costumers. And then also Adina apparently isn't in season three. That's it. That's all I have to say about that. But that's frustrating. So it's exciting to have Sari and other characters. Or, like, in Marvel Rising, we get to see Kamala's mom, who's the super cute auntie. Oh, my gosh, she reminds me of my mom. And then Kamala hanging out trying to figure out her own life. So, Well, I'm going to hold off on her just because, like, I'm, out of the two of us, I am the avid comic reader. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I have, if I start talking about her, it's going to just pin roll. Uh, yeah. Spiral. We'll have an entire um, episode just for that, too. <laughs> yeah. We'll have one specifically for comics, because especially with Marvel, there are three characters right. that we both have lots of opinions on. Um, Dust, Faija Hussein, and yeah. Kamala Khan. Or, and yeah. mm-hmm. um, They're all very different characters. I have a lot of thoughts on all of them, but we it's not... The scope for this episode. Um, I did right. want to mention another character I really liked was uh, Dr. Kadri on Grey's Anatomy. Yes, yes, yes. Um, she's an intern slash. Hopefully, I'm. She's going to stay around a lot longer. I mean, I know like we went back to nerdy white doctor is gay and he has this hot boyfriend and I'm like I really wish they'd kind of put a little bit more attention back on Dr. Kadri. 
because to me, she's fascinating. She's prob- I personally think she's one of the most competent interns they have. Oh, definitely. And after this many years, that's saying something because we've had a lot of interns in Grey's Anatomy. Right. And as far as competency goes, but she's kind of socially awkward. And we have that really nice episode where she has a patient that comes, regains consciousness, sees he's got a thing of shrapnel in his leg and he's completely out of it. And he just, what's this? And rips it out right. uh, right in front of her. And obviously like it's, his femoral artery and he's spraying everywhere and she just whips her hijab off and ties it and they're getting him in and you have dr hunt's like i'm surprised you took your hijab off like that and she's like my religion is about service and compassion so like why wouldn't i right right and it was a way of talking about it that made it just so inconsequential because the next thing she says is like she finishes scrubbing she's like all right i'm gonna go help prep and then she's out and they move on yeah. to something else. And it was just such, yeah. it was just a little note that they didn't have to put in there, but they did. And I really appreciated it. Right. And I think actually, you know what, funnily enough, she's a really good example too of, so something my friends and I have talked about, and this will go back to our hijab episode of like the way that hijabi characters are dressed, because you can tell sometimes when they don't really know like what, someone who is a who is a grown adult would wear if they were hijab and she's a good example because like one of the first times you see her she's wearing like the starter hijab that kids get which isn't a bad thing like there are people who still wear that but Mm -hmm. but it's another example of like the nuances that come to coverage because there are infinite number of ways to wear your hijab and scarves or whatever you want to call it right so it's really interesting you and i have had this discussion recently right yeah at length because there's yeah (laughs) <laughs> we'll save that for the next episode like, as, though right and it's but i did nice like that like, during was... the season like the more we've seen her the more they've like kind of gotten comfortable with how she would be as an adult i think okay read my mind yo literally what i was gonna say next so perfect that's literally the next line i was gonna say so then you i'll let it. you elaborate <laughs> it's like as well, I was just going to say, like, as the season goes on, like, her hijab style gets a little less. I'm nine years old, and I'm a grown adult who knows how to use safety pins and, like, can wrap it comfortably. And then also in the context of being a doctor, making sure that it's all, like, tucked away so you don't accidentally, like, drop the bottom, like, of your scarf and someone's, like, open wound because it's Grey's Anatomy, so everyone's just dying at all times. Well, I also like that they do show that there is a surgical, I guess, covering yeah for how they do the women who mm-hmm. are in the medical field right which is something like i don't think people would think about if they weren't a muslim it was just like oh okay so yeah this is a thing this is something that obviously people put time and thought into right exactly so i mean she's just <laughs> i know we were kind of like getting off of you know legends of tomorrow and doctor who and it's like they're there i wanted to throw out another character yes there's, and so that's the thing, like, it's, it's, we're finally getting a lot of female characters, so my hope is mm-hmm. that we'll also start getting some well-rounded male characters. Right. I mean, there was, I don't think, I'm trying to think of another male character again outside of American Gods. I mean, that's the sad thing, right? I don't think there has been recently. And I, to be fair, I think part of that might just be, like, writers trying to make sure that their casts are slightly more gender balanced in the context mm-hmm. of, like, X number of women and X number of men. Not talking about obviously. I know, but we don't want to give up that amount of white men yet, apparently. Right, right. So I think, (laughs) um, 
And the only man I can think of is in FBI, but I have not watched that show, but he's Muslim. Um, one of the characters. Oh, what's his name? Give me a second. I should remember this because I literally wrote a little ditty about it in my upfront piece. It is Omar Adam Zidane. He goes by OA and he's like the second lead with Missy Peregrim. So he's Muslim. Oh, that's right. But that's pretty much all I can think of from this last pilot, uh, from this last season. I remember um, we talked about that, and then I never followed up where that series went. Nope, because <laughs> the ratings are terrible. So we were like, we'll just wait till everything's renewed before we try new shows. Um, that's the other thing, though. I have noticed it's not maybe it's progress. It's not as much progress as maybe we would like, but it's still, I think, important. Is that, and it reminds me of what you were talking about yesterday when you were watching SWAT. Of you do see right. more. Muslim characters just in the background existing, you know, not being awful stereotypes. They're just people going about their day. Or right. they and exist she gets for their... to have, like, seven whole lines, and she's just a tech, which I appreciate. Um, she's helping Hondo, who's Shamar Moore's character, go after this rapist, because, as you do, right? Mm-hmm. And so she's trying to help find the location, and she's wearing a hijab, and it looks very fashionable. It's just tucked into her shirt, and her name is Rabina. And I was like, this is awesome. I hope she comes back. Exactly. Or, or, and we talked about not just staying on TV and film, in music. Right. Right. Yeah. Because there's so many Muslim men in music. There are more Muslim musicians than I think people are aware of. Well, it goes back to that a lot of them are black Muslims in hip hop and R&B and everything else. So that's, again, we already have like six whole episodes planned out for you guys. It's going to (laughs) be great. We just have to remember all of the things we talked about today. (laughs) Right. Or, I mean, there are, um, non i guess u.s singers as well which kind of limits the scope of finding out about them like yuna i really love yuna right but she's you know she also sings in english which makes it a little bit more accessible but i know there's a lot of right english people who don't like to listen to music if it's not in English, which I don't understand. But, you know, I also grew up worshiping at the altar of Eurovision. I shouldn't say that as a Muslim, but I grew up <laughs> loving Eurovision. That's her. Um, wait, did you say English people or English speaking people? English speaking, like English speaking people. I got you. I heard English people and I was like, you're right about that. But I also think you meant the latter, so I was confused. No, English speaking people. I grew up especially just loving Eurovision. And up until fairly recently, every country had to send in a song that was in their language. And it's it's still a fairly recent thing where that was lifted. But even in junior Eurovision, um, they still have to send a song that is predominantly still sung in their language. So it's, you know, I grew up, you know, also in Oklahoma, there was a lot of um, Teano music with Selena and all that. So I grew up like it not being in English didn't matter to me. But I know there's a lot of people that if it's if they can't understand it, they don't want to listen to it, which is sad. Well, and it's interesting, too, because. Okay, so we talked a little about TV and movies and music, but the same thing with books. Like, I have no clue about books, and that's something that I'm planning to research, but I have no clue what's happening in the book world when it comes to Muslim characters. I do know that there was going to be something super haram that was originally planned for, and it was supposed to be some kind of, like, oh, my God, this is so garbage. Ugh. So it was written by these two white dudes, because, of course, it was, and I don't remember their names, but apparently they're known for being 
dummies and I'll just have to look it up later. But the premise was that it's like a brown boy who goes into a library um, and finds a book about like how not to be a terrorist. And people talked about it enough that they pulled it from publication. But like that is so frustrating that it is 2018 and that's the kind of stuff that's still being pushed forward. And another white woman is writing about how to wear hijab and she's not Muslim, nor does she cover. Yeah. And so I'm just like, what are you guys doing? Like, no, stop it. Which That's is why I probably just stick to TV shows. But, you know, there's well, just so much. There's so much. It's kind of harder for me just because it seems anymore the only books that really get buzzed about are books written by white dudes, which I automatically yeah. stop caring about after a certain point because it's all the same. Or right. young adult literature, which I am too fucking old to be reading. Right. And also right. that entire scene kind of seems like a hot mess. But I'm just like, yeah. I'm, too old for this. I'm too old for this. Well, when you currently have, like, every month there's one or two big social media storms because some young adult author who doesn't know their butt from anywhere says some dumb shit, it makes wanting to get into the books again. Even if you are young enough to read them or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not exciting. For example, the whole Tommy Nora Roberts situation, which we won't really talk about because it's not really apropos to this but long story short new author who's only published one book accuses nora freaking roberts the nora roberts of plagiarizing her title which you can't do because you can't copyright titles and just you know the twitter storm of course was epic and that's all that's been happening in the young adult world it's just constantly authors showing their butts so (laughs) even if there is any good muslim character i wouldn't know about it because i'm not like i'm ignoring all of it because most of it's just chaos well, and then there's the other thing where we talk about, like, it may not be in English, and that, right. unfortunately, does become an issue. Like, I can listen to music that's not in English, and it's fine. I can still but get the theme of the song, kind of. but I can't read a book yeah. if it's not in a language that I can understand. Right. So there exactly. is that limit. Right. It's like with the the dramas. You have to tell me what's going on with the dramas because they don't have subs, so right. I can't follow along with them. Right. Like, I, can... I mean, we can do an... Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, we can do an entire episode of Bollywood, but same thing. Like, there are subtitles, but most people don't know any, you know, if they don't know Hindi, even with the subtitles, sometimes it's really hard to understand the exact, um, uh, I mean, you can like, learn, you can right. learn and you can pick up on the context. Like, just, you know, me with you talking about that, I've picked up on far more contextual, um, bits then i would have just trying to watch it but we still have the problem of there's no sub so it still doesn't matter because i can't understand it (laughs) right exactly (laughs) which is why you give me daily rundowns of i really hate you for doing this because now i have shows i'm tracking vicariously through you (laughs) i'm sorry but my mom quit them for like a week so i need someone to talk to about them because she's she's doing the same thing i do now she's quit most of them and then on the weekends she just catches up because okay real quick sidebar my mother and father bought this thing called the Jadu box, which means magic. And it's this thing that you pay like X number of dollars and you have access to every single channel on the planet ever somehow. And they now have access to every Indian channel. And so all they do is watch the show and it's just like the Indian version of Criminal Minds, but better. <laughs> and so every time I call them and need anything, my dad's like, can I call you back? And I'm like, are you watching Pirate Patrol again? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, oh my God, fine. So, Yeah. I know, but now I have a bunch of shows that I am, like, following vicariously through you that you have to give me a rundown every morning of, oh, my goodness, Sam, Minu, or, you know, whatever is going on. I'm, I'm so like, glad that you remember their names. That's beautiful. 
And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god! Speaking of this which, this is all we have your fault. It is. But now you've given me a great idea, and hopefully our listeners will like it too. We have to do an episode about the Muslim characters in Bengali dramas. Oh, we do because they're especially they're with all this in... series that was just <laughs> okay. I'm gonna let you describe it. Okay, so the the way that I is I call it the blood promo show because the premise is Indian. I mean Indian. They're both Indian characters, um, but. The man is Hindu, and the woman is Muslim, and the woman's father one, and she runs away. And in the promo, and we'll, we'll link the promo because it's on Facebook so you guys can watch it. Um, he takes the sword that's coming at him because, of course, the Muslim characters have swords. What the heck? Um, discussion for another day. Mm-hmm. Takes the sword in his hand and then, like, starts bleeding, of course. And then when the dad is like, step away from my daughter, how dare you? He takes the blood that's in his hand and puts it on her forehead. Which, quick side note, if you're Hindu, when you get married, you put the red powder in your forehead to highlight that you're married so everybody knows that you're off limits. I mean, not really. You do it to show that you're married, but that's part of it, too. And he's like, I have the biggest right now because she's my wife. (laughs) Da-da-dun. And it ends. And so the show's going now. Um, And it's great because the whole premise actually isn't supposed to be about like, I mean, it's kind of terrible the way they're doing, they're going about it currently. Like it's not supposed to be a religion as much as it's supposed to be about like love triumphing over everything. And that he wants to support his soon to be wife in her pursuit to be a doctor, which is great because the network is rebranding and they're trying to be more focused on, our, the woman in our and lives do everything. his family supports her. I spent like five minutes telling you yesterday I don't trust this because none of the other dramas. It's like I've never seen – I personally have never seen another drama where it's like, oh, the family likes her and they think right. she's a good person and they're happy about right. it. Like every other drama you told right. me about, it's like the family hates the wife. Right. Well, because so here the problem is, is that they all know her. They've known her since she was a child because she grew up around them. The only character who doesn't like her is the grandma, and that's because she's super religious. So she's like, we can't have a Muslim person doing any of our rituals because that's somehow going to bring bad luck on us. Which is silly because Hinduism, like, that's not a thing. More, It would be, it would make more sense if the Muslim mom was the mm-hmm. character doing that. Um, and so, like, the aunt really loves her, and, like, the cousins love her, and, like, there's still going to be tension, because, obviously, they spent all this money preparing for this wedding with this other woman, because, of course, he's currently engaged, but um, it'll just be interesting to see, because the whole idea is we really want to focus on the women in our lives don't have to cook, clean, we'll do everything, like, we should support them, which right. I think is great, because these shows are sh- seen by millions of people, and they reach even the most, like, random in the middle of nowhere village where they have tv connections like people will watch these shows so well you know what would be another interesting episode to do or at least research into it's like i'm trying to you mentioned marriage now i'm trying to think of like what positive like depiction of muslim marriage have i seen in media Um, outside i don't even think any of the characters miss marvel with kamala's brother getting married (laughs) Right, which is great because it's an interracial marriage, so that's just a whole. I mean, they picked, they packed like seventeen different discussions into that. Yeah, um, that's why you know I don't like, know comics are getting their own episode because there's a lot to talk about. Right, I don't really think there has been because all the woman characters we've talked about are single or they're dating and definitely not married. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, there's not really a look at relationships because it feels like we're still trying to like see muslims as people first right well and i think about no real discussion on like you know muslim like if you have 
Sunni or Shia or if you have like right. an inter-religious relationship, interfaith relationship. Uh, if anyone knows <laughs> what Sunni and Shia is, please. That's that's actually something we should probably discuss in a later episode so you guys know what the heck we're talking about. Yeah, um. but like interfaith relationships or, <laughs> right. you know, like, which is still more of a thing, like same-sex relationships or uh, inter-racial relationships. It's like... We are so far away from in media being able to talk about this yet because we're still trying to see Muslims as people. Well, you know what's really sad, actually? You brought that up. So Ackley Bridge, the show that we talk about, oh, I don't know, two episodes ago of Ladies First, where I talked more about um, gay Muslim characters than what, and just Muslim characters in general. Mm-hmm. So her mom, <laughs> the whole premise is that her mom um, has hid from her entire life that her dad actually has a second wife. Because, of course, he does. So that's obviously not a positive representation. But in Coronation Street, which is, like, the UK's longest-running soap opera, um, the Muslim character and her girlfriend are now engaged and are planning on getting married. So we'll see how that turns out in, like, 60 episodes because it takes 70,000 years for anything to actually happen. Um, But that arc actually... I haven't seen anything of it, but I follow a Muslim woman who gifs, like, every gay scene ever. <laughs> like again with the gif again with the gif <laughs> she just she creates moving pictures like in harry potter gif um, just say gif <laughs> um of all of the characters who are lgbtq identified and with a focus on women usually anyways the point is the whole um arc now besides the main gauge is figuring out how they want to have kids because um kate is the white woman's name. Sarana is also Pakistani. The UK really loves doing Pakistani characters because, I mean, that's all they know. But um, <laughs> Kate really wants Kate really wants kids, and Rana obviously wants to support her future wife and wants them too, but she doesn't really want to go the sperm donor route because she has misgivings about, like, what that makes her as the parent. Because, mm-hmm. like, yes, if it's an unidentified sperm donor, like, there's not a father in the picture, but no matter what, he... Like, in her opinion, there's still that claim. So it's interesting. They're, like, detangling and, you know, trying to figure out how that works. So I think that's something to be looking forward to. But you're right. I can't think of any couples that are, like, full-on married and, like, living their best life. Except for Yaz's parents, which, again, future episode, Doctor Who. Um, right. So I don't know. Well, and then, you know, that also goes into another cultural topic of, like, there are families where you know the kids get married and they still live with the parents or the grandmother moves in with them or you know it's not just we see with a lot of in american culture united states culture you get married especially like if you're white you get married and you're out now we've talked about like one one day at a time where they mentioned culturally it's like well yeah of course you're gonna we're gonna move in with you when um penelope and Hector yeah get married but you know it's just we don't have a lot of discussion on if you're non-dominant culture like white culture what it's like when you get married and are you gonna go back in with the parents for a little while are you gonna like is somebody moving in with you we don't really have a look at that really with any not just Muslim Right, any culture. And it's usually the plot point for a new comedy. In fact, a couple of the pilots that are in development right now are actually about, like, well, you know what? Funny story. One of the shows that is um, in development right now is actually about a Pakistani, how 
their uncle and um, cousin are living gonna move in with them and how that's gonna change their life up so that will be the first time that's happened for a Muslim slash South Asian character but usually it's with white families and it's like haha they have to move in now now it's gonna be chaotic and this is our situation comedy of like how we all get along but that's the just truth like is, is the that basic reality like it's not unusual right. at all right there's no joke to it it's just like exactly. well yeah family lives with family that's why the Bengali dramas are so ridiculous because they're they're playing on the whole premise that when you are married you move into your the woman moves into her father-in-law's home and the whole idea is that you don't go you don't go back and forth you just live in this new place and that's why all of the characters are up in your face because they suck and are mad at the new person which mind you if you didn't want a new daughter-in-law you shouldn't have married your kid off so anyway moving back on (laughs) um but that's a that's a critique about something else but it's like yeah in media we don't talk about just there, there's a lot of different aspects of it's not just dominant white culture that you know for somebody else it's normal if you're dominant right. white culture it's like it's a punchline or it's it's right. weird or it's not something we look at because it makes us uncomfortable right right and like i said it's so not just to- muslim families like uh latinx families right that they well, talk about family one day at a time Right. Essentially, it's any, like, family that's seen as, like, the minority non-dominant. In America, anyways, you know, non-white family. Mm. Hmm. It's, it, it, there's, there's probably an entire discussion that you can have on that. But it was something that I was like, you know, I would like to see more representation of, like, just how people live that aren't, like, dominant white culture trope. Of like, right. well, yeah, this is how we always do it. Right. And if it's not that, then we play it for laughs because you must be weird. Right. Well, and that's why I was sad that so many of the shows last year that were in development with the South Asian um, families, only a couple of them were Muslim families, but none of them made it past um, to series but for many reasons that we've talked about in other episodes and any other articles. Um, but had that show about the Muslim American superheroes ended up happening on ABC, it mm-hmm. would be really interesting. You know, like, obviously now we won't know what that would ever could have been like, but had that been one of the, you know, would that have done well? What would that have meant for the TV landscape if that had been renewed? Or even I just think of, you know, with, um, oh, what's her name? I just forgot. The girl from New Girl who's going to have the show all American. Not yeah, Muslim, but still name. South Asian. You know, like that. If that had been Hannah Simone, there we go. Like I know her last name, but what's her first name? If she had been able to actually get to have that show, like that, more of that will change how it's depicted on TV. So then, when you have more multi generation homes on the shows, then you'll get to actually see that. You know, it'll be terrible at first because you know the first few right. shows are always kind of messy, but then it'll get better. Well, and I remember, um, you know. F- do you remember Family Matters? It might be before your time. Um, I grew up on Family Matters. Okay, yeah, like, his mom still lived with them. Right. And right. I know, like, we seem to say, like, oh, they live independently, or now they're in the nursing home. But it was still like, no, my mom's going to move in with me. Of course she is. Right, right. Well, actually, funny story. So my mom only ever let us watch shows with black people because 
there were no people shows with South Asian people. And she was like, I don't want you to grow up watching Friends and other, like, <laughs> white people's shows. So, like, All in the Family, Family Matters, like, all of those shows, like, that's all we ever watched. So it's always funny when I think about them because my mom just found reruns for us. <laughs> Family Matters was amazing. It was um, great. We are running out of time, though. So thank you guys for listening to our first episode. Um, I know we kind of, like, meandered everywhere, but this is kind of we just did. like – trying to give you guys an idea of the stuff we want to talk about and again second episode we are going in hard and heavy and discussing hijab so it's gonna be great (laughs) you'll get definitions you'll get talking about you'll get to hear us talk about all sorts of characters and then we will put that to bed and it'll be great and then we'll move on to all sorts of other fun stuff thanks for listening to us thank you guys for listening uh we do appreciate your support if you could think of some positive male Muslim characters that we couldn't, uh, please drop it down in the comments. We would love to hear about them. Yes. <laughs> that we couldn't find. That would be fantastic. Also, don't forget, we do have other podcasts on the Fundamentals. Um, Ladies First, which Sahara and I often co-host on. There is unabashed book snobbery right to survive the fundamentalists and beneath the screen of the ultra critics so we have plenty of stuff to listen to and if you would like a shout out on one of those podcasts you can become a fundamentals plus member that is one of the perks um for that subscription there's two options it's either thirty dollars for a one-year subscription or three dollars a month and that kind of helps us cost uh cover our operating costs and helps us grow and we greatly appreciate all of our supporters in that endeavor and don't forget to find us on itunes uh this will probably actually be on spotify too so you know subscribe like we appreciate it we appreciate viewers if you guys have any stuff you might like for us to talk about in upcoming episodes. Also, feel free to drop us a comment. We aren't guaranteeing anything, but we will keep an open mind, especially if you have some questions. Um, I would rather you guys get it from us <laughs> than yes. bad parts of Google. Yes, and we're always up for, you know, actually, it'd be kind of fun if we compiled a bunch of questions together for one episode. So feel free to send us all sorts of things. Yeah, especially, like, if you're a fanfic writer and you want to be like, oh, hey, what if I'm doing this? And you want, like, a safe space to ask that in? Like, yes. shoot us a question. That's fine. You can do make up a entirely anonymous profile and leave a comment. So nobody's going to be roasting you. It'll be great. Do it. Anyways, that's all the time we have. Thank you for listening to our first episode. Uh, we can't wait to keep this thing going. We're going to go now, though, because Doctor Who's about to come on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got to watch it. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next time.